Hi, this is Ivar Yanax, and this is The Candid Frame. Well, a little more than a week ago, I let you guys know that we were working on an app for both phone and tablets for a variety of different uh, platforms. And I solicited your help, and you guys were absolutely amazing. When I initially announced this, I was kind of tentative about it. I'd like, admittedly, I'd like to be pretty self-sufficient, but I really needed people's help. And I was kind of reluctant at first because I felt like, well, what if, what if I invite people to the party and nobody shows up? But you guys certainly proved me wrong. And we were able to reach our, our goal. And as a result, when the apps are finally ready, they're going to be available free to all current and future listeners of The Candid Frame. And I can't thank you guys enough. I wasn't able to offer you guys anything special for uh, donating, but uh, I do want to acknowledge the, the people who did. They include Lisa Asta, Janet Taylor, Hilton Meyer, Whitney Tressel, Paul Richmond, Stephen Bridges, Johannes Reinhardt, Jay Wilson, Joe Schmank, David Ortiz, Tyrone Wilda, Robert Goshko, Robert Patterson, Jonathan Wengelin, Georgios Karamanis, Scott Krebs, Albert Rodriguez, Paul Eldridge, David Wells, Pierre Joulet, Mark Jansen, Sam McCowie, Susan Menace, Edwin Van Newell, Megan Coons, Johnny Lotz, Jarno Hartikainen, and Charles Orager. So I'm sending you a special heartfelt thank you for, for donating and making this possible. And if you still want to contribute, it's never too late. You can always hit the donate button on the blog or on the blog post and donate any amount to help support the work that we do at the show. I started my own passion for photography in the City of Angels, Los Angeles. And over the years, I've met a lot of photographers. And one of the things that I've observed is we as photographers have often gravitated to similar parts of the city. And we sometimes end up photographing not only the same scenes, but even the same subject matter. And that's always kind of fun because you get to see how differently another photographer sees and interprets the, the city. Now, if you've never been to Los Angeles, probably your only perspective on it is what you've seen on television or, or movies or even in, in books. And Los Angeles is a very unusual place. It's very diverse, and it's not just this small myopic view that you probably have become accustomed to seeing. It's a, it's a city that really is very pliable in the hands of a photographer. A photographer can really make the city their own, and today's guest, Kevin McAllister, has been doing that for several years. He has a blog that I've been following, and it's very popular not only among Angelinos, but people all over the all over the world. It's called East of West LA. And his images bring a certain perspective to the city that is not only unusual, but I think it's one of the best examples of how a photographer can make a city his own personal his own personal world through his photographs. And I think that you'll find that this conversation will hopefully give you inspiration that no matter where you live, that you can do the very same thing. Kevin, uh, welcome to The Candid Frame. It's a pleasure to have you on the, on the show. Uh, thank you. I'm 
looking forward to this. Like I, like I told you before we started recording, I've been following your blog uh, on and off for the last three years. Uh, one, because I just I love uh, Los Angeles and, and spend a lot of time on my yeah. own photographing in the city. But I've always appreciated your your take on there. Your your blog is call, called uh, the East East of West L.A. It is and, yes. Um, Tell me about why you call it call it that, and and why you focus on the parts of Los Angeles. Los Angeles that Just you do. being from West LA, um, it was the part of town that interests me that I was you know just in retrospect just totally ignorant of in any um, way, shape, or form in terms of the people, the places. Um, I think I had been to Alvera Street uh, once, uh, and really, that's really the great part of of uh, being a photographer. It just has taken me to so many different places and and given me so many different uh, emotions and experiences that without the camera, I would not have been anywhere near. But um, East of West L.A. is more like a, a mission statement as much as anything. For people who are not familiar with Los Angeles beyond what they've seen on television or, or movies, how would you differentiate the West Side from the, the rest of Los Angeles, particularly those areas that you explore? Um, just in a word, just white. Anything um, and uh, certainly more affluent um, and by and large like me before I started taking pictures, just completely oblivious to anything that is east of uh, La Brea or east of Normandy. And and that's uh, being oblivious to a large part of Los Angeles. By and large, I play against the preconceived notion of L.A., which is the West L.A. sort of affluent celebrity, beyond affluent, really. Um, so I, I play against that. There's There's no... Uh, none of that in east of West LA. One of the things that I've always observed about uh, the differences is that that so much of the West Side is is relatively relatively new. That uh, a lot of the the buildings, with some some few exceptions, um, are are pretty relatively recent constructions. Where mm-hmm. when you mm-hmm. start going into other parts of Los Angeles, by which I mean older parts of Los Angeles, yeah. it's that that's less of the case. Most of those buildings and, and storefronts have been, with each generation, sort of adopted and changed with each influx of communities yeah. or or, yeah, or of different peoples of different cultures from different parts of the country. And so there's a there's there's sort of this continual adaption that happens in there that I think provides this part of Los Angeles with its uniqueness as opposed to the other parts of town where it's just, you know, just it's wiped away mm-hmm. and then something newer and quote unquote better is put up. Yeah. And new stuff is going up all the time in this part of town, but I agree. And, and, and I would say that there's nothing really too charming about West LA. Everything on the part of town that is not West LA. I know there's various definitions of what is and isn't West LA, but to my mind, to my eye maybe, there are just some genuinely charming, unpretentious, 
well-maintained buildings and areas of Los Angeles, primarily east of West L.A., that uh, you don't see anywhere else. Uh, those are the kind of places that uh, catch my eye. Yeah. And you're sort of an anachronism in this town in the fact that you walk this city. I do. So, <laughs> I do. And, and, and that's kind of rare. I mean, people... people I, I tell people that the city is very strange because this is one of the few cities that I know where people will actually drive somewhere to have a place to walk. Um, I, I'm sure that happens all the time. I, I, me, even without a camera, I find walking just relaxing. I always have. And there's a meditative quality to it. For some reason, this reminds me of the fact that when I do drive from my house to the east side, I always make a point of taking the surface streets. I just have a different mentality. I'm, if I take a, like the 10 or, or a freeway or interstate, you know, I'm going 60 miles, 70 miles an hour, and I'm just not in the right frame of mind to get out and take a photograph, which is by its nature, just very, to my mind, just very calm and not rushed and so I try and avoid, you know, going 70 miles an hour to take a uh, photograph. It just goes against the grain. Yeah, and, and when you when you drive, you you get to see that that gradual transition of the city. Yes. The further and yes. further east you you go. So, what are some of the things that you notice? Have you that you've noticed over time that that you feel kind of are standouts for you? A lot of places, even on the east side, that I've taken a photograph of have changed, have disappeared. Uh, there's a, just a really t- nice, uh, at least in my opinion, uh, wall of advertisements. It's, it's in my book, but it, it was painted over. And uh, those advertisements went back, I'm sure, 30 or 40 years. Uh, but it's gone now. And it, it had all sorts of semi-quack medicinal things and orthopedic things and, and, it was, uh, yeah, to my mind, just uh, a really unique, but it's gone. It's painted over. And a lot of places, even on the east side, as I say, are, are just um, are not there anymore. And you do see, as you drive from west to east, uh, certainly a, a change. It's, it's um, um, I'm going to, and I wouldn't recommend it, but I, I've been, for whatever reason, going to uh the MacArthur Park area of town, and it's not quite as crime-ridden as it used to be, but um, it's, I don't think I'd advise it for any first-timers to go taking photographs, but it's got a, a part of it that if you look for it, there's uh, a, a few old-world buildings that are still kind of charming and still kind of very, very far removed from uh, the West L.A. way of life. Yeah, I, I grew up and, and spent a lot of time at uh, MacArthur Park. And that was a, during a time when the, th- the two theaters that are, were located there, which are no, mm. no longer theaters, are actually showing, showing movies. And um, I used to skateboard in that park all the time. They used to have <laughs> these free concerts, concerts in the park. And, and like you said, you know, the last 20 years, got, well, 20 years ago, it got really bad. But yeah. they've made improvements over the last 10 years to make it more family-friendly. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, it's, it's one of those parts of town that is really – relatively old part of Los Angeles that mm-hmm. probably thrived during the you know the the 20s and the, and 30s and then slowly 
has sort of been adapted as you know people move further and further out into the the, the suburbs and will probably be gone in you know 25 30 40 years whatever is there now is i can't see that it's going to be there uh it's going to be some sort of urban renewal i would think and so i, I, I that sort of motivates me to get a few pictures of it now while i can yeah, because you're, you're, you're photographing a part, parts of Los Angeles that for the last, I'd say, 15 years have been becoming more and more gentrified. I mean, you have that, that, that pocket that's east of uh, Broadway, um, where mm-hmm, a lot of, mm-hmm. of these old yeah, office quite, buildings are quite being- gentrified. The Arts District, um, that didn't used to be the case. When I first went down there, there was plenty of parking on uh, 2nd Street. There was nobody walking their dogs uh, <laughs> in that part of town uh, five years ago. It's kind of interesting to see how things are changing. But yeah, I, th- there's sort of like a, an anthropological element to what I do. I just hear myself talk about what's not going to be here in, in a few years, but s- sort of anthropological mixed with uh, hopefully some sort of lyrical or um, feeling to, to the photograph. Yeah, some of the the pictures that I see you take, like of some of the uh, um, the church fronts mm-hmm. it, that you know maybe fifty years ago had been storefronts, but now they're 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 small churches. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting that you, you when you look at that picture, you don't think of Los Angeles, but that's a sort of part of quintessential Los Angeles in in different parts of the the you know, Latin and the African American mm-hmm. community. And if you didn't know it's Los Angeles, you could easily think it was somewhere else, like in Kansas oh, or yeah, or somewhere hopefully, in the south. Yeah. And I think that's part of the fascinating things that you kind of reveal about this town when you when you make photographs like that. So is that I see you make a lot of those 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 photographs. What's the attraction to those to those spaces? Um, I think what I do or started out doing, and I hopefully have kept this going, is there's at the most uh, ten people that I know that in my mind are looking at my photographs of my blog on a regular basis and they're that they may not <laughs> look at them at all, but you know, sort of having an idealized audience of just a small amount of people. And for whatever reason, I see a, a storefront church. and I think this would be interesting to them. It's interesting to me, certainly. And again, before I ever started taking photographs, I had no idea of how many storefront churches there are in this town. They come and they go, they're here one month and they're gone the next. But I'm really also just really appreciate these people. I mean, it's not a faith, it's not a religious system that I believe, but I'm very impressed with all these people who go not just on a Sunday, but on a Wednesday night and have some sort of church service that they you know wholeheartedly believe in. I, uh, I I just find that very impressive and worth taking a picture of. Yeah, because it's it's such a big part of the communities here, and, and overlooked. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, sometimes I feel like they they got as many liquor stores as they do churches. Sometimes people tend to think that there are uh, many more liquor stores than churches, and that's not the case. Yeah, yeah and that's not the case. Um, earlier this year, I did. Um, uh, I think it was a whole month of Madonna photos 
uh, Guadalupe. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, murals, uh, uh, people with little uh, scapulas and everything in between that I thought was just very touching and very overlooked and a wide variety of Virgin of Guadalupe presentations. All very sincere, um, different. And the colors, the colors are so vibrant. Uh, again, uh, colors that you just don't see in this part of town. Yeah, I, I've, I've told people that if you took all the colors that were like west of La Cienega and you just mixed them all up, you probably would come up with mauve. <laughs> yeah. You know, this sort of bland-looking color. But when you start exploring <clears throat> different parts of Los Angeles, you get those those colors that commonly you find in Mexico, Central America, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the Caribbean, these vibrant yellows and reds and greens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the – it's just – for a photographer who, 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 who loves color, I just – that's one of the reasons I gravitate towards, towards there because – the, those colors combined with great light just are just wonderful raw material to work with. Yeah, absolutely. I lived in New Orleans, and there were those kind of New Orleans uh, kind of colors there, too, that are very vibrant. But uh, before that, I lived in Cleveland, and uh, you, you talk about a gray city with no, at least the last few times I've been there, which is not often, but, you know, just a very non-dynamic, non-vibrant, you know, life in general. But, uh, and that includes the way they uh, paint their buildings. But it was a real eye-opener to go to, uh, uh, to New Orleans and uh, to see, see it here, too. Yeah. It's interesting that you're, you're not a native Los Angeles. You weren't born here. Mm-mm. So like so many people that live in the city, who, <laughs> they came from elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like that gives you... Uh, a, a sort of different take on 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 the city and and what's the kind of response you get from people who've lived in the city all their lives when they take a look at their photographs well the response from people is they had no idea that some of these uh people places and things were just uh a, a 20 minute drive east no idea whatsoever people who have not been to Alvera Street much less uh the church diagonal from it la placita or uh you know anything certainly nothing in boyle heights or on the other side of the la river that is is just astounding to them other people that i work with um it just brings up memories that they may be uh some of them grew up on the east side and did go over the uh bridges that i've photographed you know, just, you know, they just go, oh, I remember that. Mm. You know, it may not, you know, they may be living on this part of town now, but they, it, it brings back memories to, to, to people that uh, grew up there, which is nice. And, and do you feel that because you're from elsewhere that you, that, that, that helps you in terms of how you see it? Or you've been here long enough that it really doesn't matter? Um, you know, I, I've, I grew up, as I said, in Cleveland, Ohio. I lived in Boston. I lived in the French Quarter of New Orleans. So I've, I've sent, sort, of, sort of done the whole spectrum, both um, East Coast, West Coast, North, South. Um, I just don't know. I know that just the, uh, from having lived in New Orleans and, and working on the Mississippi River, just going up the Mississippi River to these small, quaint you know, just Americana kind of towns in some way 
you know, that's, and, and that was a number of years ago by now, but that's just sort of sticks in my mind. And it sort of is a sort of template uh, for just the Americana that's in this town. It doesn't have to be necessarily Los Angeles. I, I think you might have mentioned that earlier. It's just people who would not from Los Angeles or from or just stay in, in West LA would have no idea that that I'm showing pictures of places that are just so close to them. You weren't always a your photographer. Primarily, you started as a as as a writer. So tell me about yeah why you started picking up the camera and started using the blog as a way of uh, getting your work out there. Well, a lot of things. Just I would say as an influence, I am. My photographs come from my interest and admiration for uh, William Carlos Williams, Walt Whitman, just again, just the Americana of these guys that sort of documented slash celebrated uh, American life. And so both those guys, and even going back, I mean, in, in, in college, I studied the Canterbury Tales by Chaucer. And again, it's just that sort of blending of uh, sort of documentary aspect to contemporary life with a sort of lyrical bent to it that I hopefully get into my work on occasion. But but I wasn't uh, – the other part of your question, I just wasn't successful, number one, uh, as a writer. Not screenplays, not poems, not any sort of writing – at all. And then I found, I used to go with a friend of mine and she was the photographer and I went with her just out of curiosity, didn't even pick up a camera, wasn't interested in it. Then she gave me uh, an old Nikon and it just fell into place that I could do with a photograph what I tried to do with writing. Plus I can post it you know, within an hour of having taken the picture for other people to see. And that sort of gratification was just huge because nobody was reading, nobody was, you know, um, paying attention to anything I would write. And here I could put a blog and do something very parallel in terms of subject matter and uh, emotional content. I I think I've always been, uh, my strong suit, let's say, is the emotional content of my photographs technical no 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 great shakes i'm not i'm not on the cutting edge of anything and that's the, and that's something that really strikes me about your photographs is that i feel something about those spaces and i think it's interesting because in in a lot of these pictures of of the city itself you're not including people uh, right. you do make some uh pictures of people but for a large part a good number of those photographs are are just of of buildings or storefronts but because of the way you shoot them the time of day how you use the light um there's a a a sort of a moody feeling about these about these places was was that something that you kind of discovered about the work as you began to shoot and started producing more and more or was that was there more intention behind it as you started making films? um probably half and half there is undoubtedly um consciously and more than i know unconsciously influenced i guess edward hopper 
would would come to mind for a lot of people that uh, uh, I've been influenced by him directly and indirectly. People have said, one person said, uh, it's like Hopper, but grimmer. (laughs) (laughs) And I have to admit, that's that's true. Uh, I I have, um, but yeah, there are uh, not too many people uh, that's just a, a preference. It, it just, unless uh, I, I, I certainly do a lot of portraits, so I'm not adverse to it. Um, but I just either the, the 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 lines of the building, or like you say, the lighting would would be cluttered or distracted with a shadow or a person. Uh, it's, it's it's just a a personal preference by and large. Yeah, because it, it strikes me that. You capture the city at some times of day, particularly at, at night or in the early evening, when places that might normally be infused with all these people uh, is suddenly abandoned. And there's just remnants of, of, of people there, but you don't see anything. It's like the, yeah. the presence of the people are hinted at. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that that gives rise to sort of feeling of, of isolation, maybe loneliness, um, which I think is a big part of, of life in this city. Um, despite the fact that there are, I don't know how many millions of people living in this city, um, right. there's an incredible amount of isolation that's experienced here. And that may be just, just the case in any sort of urban environment, but that's always something that's, that's always struck me about this town. And I think that you mm-hmm. touch on in your photograph. Yeah, there, there are, I can't deny there are just not too many people just walking by, and I guess I'm I'm just um, building on that sort of um, hope it's not a stereotype, but that 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 reality that as you say, there's a lot of people uh, in this town, but there are certainly just as many corners and nooks that are um, you know have a certain poign- poignancy to them. And uh, just in and of themselves. I'm sure you're asked by, by, by people when they, they take a look at your photographs as to why are you photographing this? You know, particularly people who are not familiar that part of that town. Because it's like, <laughs> God, you're a photographer. And, but why are you shooting this stuff? And why are you shooting this way? There's a beach I, over here. You haven't yeah. you seen the sunsets? Yes. It's much yes. prettier there. Yes, yes. I, um, I have... I, I haven't done it lately because I'm just sort of uh, can't find any. I used to post um, flowers on my uh, East of West LA blog just to balance things out. I didn't want things to be like unrelentingly grim and like a you know Bergman movie. I did want you know uh, something, some pretty things. I uh, there's there's you know. An autobiographical element to what I'm doing. Uh, a friend of mine, I don't use it so much anymore, but we both had uh, Canon 40Ds. And he would go out and he would take just the kind of stuff you're talking about sunsets and puppy dogs and rainbows. And, you know, me, same camera, and I'm, you know, at Pershing Square at 11 o'clock at night. Maybe not that late, but, you know, a completely different content. And I, I don't know how to answer people who ask me that. I, I think there's some, something beautiful or touching, or, again, has some sort of emotional content 
to, to, to my photographs. Some of those, um, you know, people that do beach scenes or nature scenes, they, you know, I'm sorry, but they, they're just a little boring to me. Well, one of the, the things that I really like about a lot of your work is about your, your sensitivity to light and, and your amazing use of shadow. In so oh. many of these these photographs, there's a there's another photographer in, in this town. I don't know if you're familiar with him, Renzi Ruiz. Um, no, I don't think so. You, you should check out his work. I've interviewed him before, but he um, he explores very similar territory to you. Oh, uh, but he uh, really is at least at this phase of his photographic uh, endeavors is really big into light and shadow and. And it's always very interesting when people use that to reveal a scene in in a way that couldn't be portrayed if they were just using, you know, just really nice, even lighting. Mm-hmm. And when you're out there, how much of it is involved with you looking for this kind of quality of light to take advantage of? Oh, yeah. Very, very, very much so. Only in that... Is it, maybe it's not the light so much um, as just the, um, oh, how can I say it? Um, let, me ask you, let me ask you this. Um, you photograph uh, at night after the sun has gone down, and those images are really striking to me in terms of how <laughs> you use, use light. And I'm wondering that the choice to start photographing more at night did that sort mm-hmm. of come late in late in the game because you know as 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 many people will no doubt uh think that uh you're going to these parts of town after the sun has gone down or, or you know and, and start yeah. getting concerned about you know your safety and all that other stuff i wouldn't but, advise other people to do it i, I don't really want to play up th- that um aspect to things i mean people i mean people live and work in every single one of these places that I go to. So, I mean, the, 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 me being a one-hour visitor is not um, such a big deal as it is for them to do that day in and day out. But I um, uh, really, you know, I work, you know, nine to five, basically. So uh, I can either do it on the weekends and or after work. And so that that's that's the kind of uh, time frame that I have if, if I, I want to do this. And I should also say that I just have a blast doing this. It's just fun. It's just enjoyable going out and not knowing where, taking a picture, even when I don't take a picture, don't find anything. I never have a sense of, well, the, you know, that was a wasted evening. You know, never. I just enjoy searching i enjoy seeing new parts of town i enjoy even you know not being in front of the tv uh, you know i'm not a very social gregarious person so it doesn't bug me that i'm missing too many events but it is just a blast to go to be able you know to do this and it is just very fun it's uh it's very rewarding uh, and for other people too. I mean, I, I do think that uh, again, a handful of people just really enjoy and appreciate these uh, shots of Los Angeles. 
Well, tell me about the the book which you're so kind to, to send me, which has a collection of the the work yeah. that you've produced over over the years. What propelled you to put together this book, and and how much of a challenge was it to actually make a selection oh, of images to go into this thing? It it was um, even though the book is almost four years old by now in terms of just setting it up and trying to decide what photos to use, um, and that was tough. I mean, I in, in a sense. Uh, you know, there's some I had second thoughts about just in, in all the photos I've taken, but just to, to narrow it down was tough. I needed some help. Other people gave me some input, but, you know, there's just a, a question of balance. Is it all black and white? Is it all color? Is it, uh, you know, some portraits, no portraits, no homeless p- uh, shots? I, I know that it's maybe a little controversial to take photos of homeless people or maybe strictly speaking they're not homeless per se but just people down on their luck let's put it that way they may have a place to stay but um should i have included homeless people is that just tearing at the heartstrings a little too much so it was just very difficult to come up with uh 55 photos but in the end i was I'm looking at it differently now than I did when it first came out. Just, but uh, I was very, very pleased. I still am very, very pleased with with the book uh, and the balance it struck between all those elements of of trying. Is it going to be too uh, noir ish? Is it going to be have anything uplifting? Is it just? Uh, it, it it was it was tough to um, to strike a balance. What what perspective did it give you about the work, having to go through that process of making those tough choices in terms of choosing those final fifty or so uh, images to include in in the book? Because well, find as I, I say, I'm in the end, I was satisfied with what um, we agreed on between between uh, my publisher and I, and uh, the people that he employed to sort of uh, put put the book together. I maybe next time would keep out one or two of the, as I say, pulling at the heartstrings kind of homeless people. Yeah. What, what I'm wondering more about though, is that when you took a look at the work and you went through the process of editing, did, oh. you, just, did you discover something about how you were seeing and photographing that helped to inform what you started doing subsequently? I don't know. I, I don't think I, I came up with any sort of uh, conclusion about that. No. Tell me about the stuff that you've been doing fairly recently, because to my eye, it looks like you've been expanding beyond that sort of immediate sort of downtown area. Um, there's some other pockets of Los Angeles that have been recognized. The last two photos I think I put up were uh, one of the um, uh, Psychic store and uh, the market on Venice Boulevard, N- neither of which are strictly speaking just all that far from La Cienega, so geographically they may be actually in west la but i think in spirit both of them have that sort of east of west la spirit to them i do try and go to different parts of town last night i was on olympic down by like the nokia theater area and just hadn't been around there for a while i i do find that just right downtown Pershing Square to Union Station, around City Hall, those are kind of prime spots for me. 
And because they have been prime spots for me, I'm trying to go to different places now. I spent uh, a month just going up and down uh, Jefferson Boulevard. Uh, I think it was last month, the month before, and I had like eight or nine photos um, all that month just of Jefferson Boulevard, which I found kind of interesting. Yeah, I look at your work and it just inspires me to, to start photographing a little more in, in, in corridors of the LA that, that uh, I am very familiar with, but have not spent a lot of time photographing. Mm-hmm. Like, the, you know, there's uh, Gage Avenue, which is near um, where my family home is. Mm-hmm. Uh, going from going from east of the, um, from the Harbor Freeway down into uh, East Los Angeles, mm-hmm. it's it's an amazing, amazing assortment of, of colors and, and old buildings. A oh. lot of, like, the old Goodyear plant is, is uh, about three or four miles east of where, of, uh, of where my family home is. And just that corridor of Alameda, uh, once yeah. you get down out of downtown and you start yeah. going through South Los Angeles, it's yeah. like I, I, when I'm driving through there, it's, it's amazing what's there. Yes. And, and not only seeing how it's changing, but, by, but how, but the communities that are being built there. And I think it's like you, I've, I've photographed a lot in Los Angeles, uh, in downtown Los Angeles, but increasingly to my thinking, it's feeling, I'm feeling like something is sort of pulling me to start exploring those other parts of the city and see what I can do with the, with the camera. Yeah. I'm a big believer in, uh, intuition and just, you know, following those kind of things. I think it's, um, it's actually, um, made for some interesting photographs just to not know if I'm going to go North or South. And I just wait to the walk light, whatever walk light goes to walk next. That's the way I go. And it's, and it's, you know, because you can get, I can, I don't know about you or anybody else, you know, I can just sort of get lost in my own thoughts and, you know, should I go here tonight? It just can be overwhelming. And I, I just, just try and keep it simple. And it, as I say, can, it, you know, just walking and looking has, has really a, a refreshing meditative quality to it and the, the less I get in my own way as to whether I should go this way or here or there uh, the more rewarding it is yeah. what was interesting I was reading an article that was written about you um, some time ago and uh, in it it describes you observing some people I guess it was a group of men uh, sitting at a table and uh, the writer noted that, that you, you looked at them and you felt like it wasn't quite right that it was missing a little bit something and it touched on the whole idea of of not just immediately reacting and just snapping a picture, but really evaluating it and 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 assessing everything in in the frame and and then thoughtfully making a photograph. Is that pretty much how you sort of approach a lot of the images that you make? Not always. Um, I don't remember that particular circumstance from whatever article that was, but some things are very much just in the moment. Some people approach me asking me when they see a camera to take their picture. And um, so I try and have a little interaction with them. Basically, I think a lot of times uh, they just want a cigarette or, or some interaction. They're just lonely. They're tired. They're bored. It's, it's just acknowledge me, talk to me. Mm-hmm. So there's that kind of just pure in the moment kind of uh, photographs that I take. I, I, I do, especially now, I do 
have more experience in, in what a photograph is going to look like as opposed to what it looks like in, you know, real life. I, I think, it, you know, I do think more and more about um, taking it so the photo so that it doesn't have to be cropped. And, and I'm, I've gotten much better at that. Uh, and just being able to visualize what the photo is going to look like in terms of composition than, you know, a few years ago. Yeah. And that just comes with time. Well, my last question that I ask each guest is that I ask them to recommend or suggest another photographer for our listeners to discover and explore. And it can be anyone, someone you've long admired or someone you've recently discovered. So who would that photographer be and why? Overall, the first thing that comes to mind uh, would be Latin American photographers, Manuel Alvarez Bravo and his wife Lola Alvarez Bravo, Tina Modati, I think is how her name is. But just they, at a particular time, I guess in uh, there's sort of a a cultural renaissance, I think, going as well as a political going on in early Mexico. And they were just able to blend – uh, again, just working class life with some sort of socioeconomic um, aspect to the work that um, I think is kind of timeless. And I just love work like that. So Latin American photographers in general, the two Bravos in particular, uh, I think everybody is aware of Vivian Mayer, a um, – street photographer who passed away a few years ago whose work is just now being discovered. I guess I'll leave it at that. Well, those are great suggestions. Well, thank you so much, Kevin. I really enjoyed finally having the chance to talk to you and hopefully I'll bump into you on the streets one day. Well, um, yes, I'm sure <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'll recognize you. And uh, uh, yeah, I, I just love doing this and uh, I'm glad that you like it and that other people like it too. It's just a very rewarding way to spend uh, your time. And and where can people go to find out more about uh, you and your work? If they just Google East of West LA, I think that will give them several venues. My my blog, my website, I've got a Facebook page and a Tumblr page. I think that's going to be it uh, in terms of the social media thing. But um, my Tumblr page is sort of my best of page, but on a day-by-day basis, uh, East of West LA is uh, blogspot. Right, and my book, I guess, I don't think it's uh, in too many stores these days, but um, you can buy it from my publisher. Well, thank you so much again, man. Oh, it's been fun. I (laughs) really enjoyed it. Thanks for joining us for another episode. If you like what you're hearing, you can support this show in a variety of ways. You can donate any amount using PayPal. A link can be found on the Candid Frame website. Also, if you click on our affiliate links and make purchases through Amazon B&H or Adorama, you can also help us to continue to produce the best interview show on photography. The Candid Frame's audio engineer is Martin Taylor, who you can find at theothermartintaylor.com. Music is provided by Kevin McLeod, whose royalty-free music is available through incompetech.com. 
And this is Ibarian X, and this is The Candid Frame.